Welcome to Mummy and Diddy, the podcast where we discuss horror movies featuring children. Because parenting can be scary. And kids are definitely creepy. (laughs) (laughs) Oh boy, I gotta capture some of Boo's maniacal laughter oh my and get gosh it as a drop that's a fresh thing hello carol hello. how do you do happy almost halloween happy almost halloween werewolves zombies and demons of every variety they've all descended on the normally sleepy town of warren valley ohio where the holiday and all of its strange traditions are taken very seriously. It's only 8 o'clock and the streets are already packed with costume visitors, some to show off, others to blend in, but all to celebrate the magical night of Halloween. The one night a year when we can pretend to be the scariest thing we can think of. <laughs> <laughs> Did that scene make you um, feel nostalgic for crowds? Oh, only in listening to it now did mm. I think about the fact that, like, oh, <laughs> yeah. you get nothing. Yeah. Well, that was a clip from the movie we watched this week. That movie made, that scene made me nostalgic for writing anything because it was crazy how it... That last, uh, I don't know what you'd call this part of speech or the, that sentence structure to say <laughs> that it ends in a preposition, right? Mm. The, the night of the year where we can pretend to be the scariest thing we can think of is yeah. like the news sign off. Like that's our segment back to you in the studio. Yeah. Is horrible. It is. You got to tighten that up. Is it just a up. dangling preposition, I think, or... Hmm. I don't know. I I hated all that stuff. I really did. Same. I really uh I got overwhelmed at some point. Like I was I was in it to mm-hmm. win it with grammar for a while. Like, you know, um breaking down sentences and stuff. Diagramming sentences yeah. is a thing I will wag my finger at right now. Did not like it. Didn't really understand it. <laughs> I liked it to a point, but then I feel like I get I got, I don't know, I got in over my head, you know, got in too deep. And then you I just, I and then I just realized I didn't care. Didn't take this. Because I really liked poetry, and so I just started doing poetry instead. Oh, that's a great, you can say fuck you to yes. sentence structure right there. It was probably around the same time where I was like, yeah, I'm going to tap out about this grammar stuff. Which is the one where you make your own rules. Mm-hmm. And the praise is arbitrary. I like E.E. E. Cummings. Just kidding. I actually didn't even like get into him until like much later. I know not still not, but you know, it was such a thing in college. Oh, totally. Anyway. Yeah, he's the MC Escher of poetry. <laughs> I don't know what that means, but he is. Well, the movie, since you're all wondering what we're talking about here, it's not poetry. It's not grammar. It's trick or treat. Yes, 2007's trick or treat. That's right. Now, normally, I would have said after watching this movie that had very little parenting in it, you know what, Josh? Let's do a different movie for Spooktoberfest. Let's end it with something else. But Let's go out with a bang. Yeah, but it's about trick-or-treating. At its heart. At its heart. All about trick-or-treating. It's really the only thing that it's about. And so... We're not going to be trick-or-treating this year. No. Um, be- Let's get into it. Yeah, we're not going to be trick-or-treating this year because of the pandemic. So I thought, you know what? Let's just talk about this movie. And it's not going to be a ton of parenting stuff, but it will be about kids and st- things like that, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I have a question for you. We haven't talked about this. Interview with a vampirant? Just question for a vampirant because are we going to encourage trick-or-treating this year are we putting candy out on our porch are we answering the door hell of someone no. ding-dongs hell no no lights are off lights are off get out of here scram your beat co- it 
take your COVID and go grab at other people's candy. Okay. <laughs> take a COVID and what go grab at other people's candy. I mean, I thought maybe putting a cauldron of candies out, but I think you're, I don't disagree. That's even worse. That's like a little Let germ super spreader. I was thinking about loose candy, like just open up a big bag of Skittles <laughs> and putting them in there. Yeah. But fill fill the cauldron with water and make them do like- Ooh, Bob for apples. <laughs> yeah, but Bob for Skittles. Just Skittles. <laughs> so Yeah, get them before time runs out. So hurry, <laughs> as many of you around the cauldron at once as possible. Yes. <laughs> That's a good idea. Yep. That's my plan. So, no, absolutely not. No trick-or-treating. Okay. If I can't trick-or-treat, then no one can. Mm. It, uh, it's, a, it's too bad. It's a sham. It is too bad because we had a lot of fun last year and our kids are only that much more cognizant of the world this year. And they, I think they keep forgetting that we're not trick-or-treating. I, th- I know they understand that we're not, but I think they just keep forgetting because we, we're reading Halloween books and we're like talking about it and they're doing a thing at school i'm sure they're you know yeah fortunately they'll still do that thing where they'll go around to they're kind of doing their little school trick-or-treating stations yeah it's like a knock or treat you know so Mm. you knock on a door and there's no tricks i i I hope not so that's what we're paying for right no tricks right So, uh, um, uh, uh, not after that last school. Yeah. <laughs> it was probably the school where some of these kids go actually in in this movie. Um let's let's recap the movie. Yeah, let's so, get to it. Yeah. Let's just do it. Were you able to find a recap for this movie? Cuz it's five separate stories. It doesn't seem easy to recap. Well, I'm glad that you bring that up, Josh, because on the Internet Movie Database, on the internet, that is. I love that place. With the movies mm. in, you know, organized. Um, they, so Claudio Carvalho from Rio de Janeiro, Brazil. Oh my God, they love movies down there. He's back at it again. And he has perfectly, I think, summarized this movie. Oh my. In the way, capturing the feeling of what it is to watch Trick or Treat. So the essence. I'm going to read it. Okay. In the Halloween night in Warren Valley, Ohio, Emma blows out a jack-o'-lantern in front of her home, despite the remark of her husband, Henry. Sooner, she has a tragic surprise. Earlier, the Virgin Lori buys a little red riding hood costume with her sister and two girlfriends, and they invite some guys for a party. Meanwhile, the glutton, Charlie, destroys many jack-o'-lanterns on the street. When he arrives at the house of the high school principal, Stephen, the boy discovers how much the disturbed man respects the dead and the traditions of Halloween. Meanwhile, four teen white <laughs> Meanwhile, four teenagers invite the outcast Rhonda to join them in their journey to an abandoned rock quarry where a tragic accident on the school bus with eight troubled children happened 30 years ago. They play a prank with Rhonda, but when the mean Marcy her name's actually Macy, I think. Um, the mean Marcy blows out the last jack-o'-lantern in the spot. They need the support of Rhonda to escape from the damned place. Lori sees a stalker that follows her while walking through the woods to the party. She is attacked, and she finally has her initiation. Earlier, the lonely Mr. Krieg lives alone with his dog Spike and is visited by a scary trick-or-treating creature. Way to utilize those title cards for your and our benefit, Claudio. Right? Earlier. Meanwhile. Earlier. Oh, my God. Later. It really is just exactly how the movie feels. Um, I didn't know most of those characters had names, so this is very refreshing to read and hear. Well, you didn't really get all of them right, but... It's um, better than I had. Yeah. You know, this movie... I'm not sure how beloved it is. It's apparently kind of beloved. Really? I've heard that it has like, well, it is one of those things that just like made the rounds at film festivals Mm. and then was a straight to video release and has like a pretty solid 
critical reviews? Um, okay. I'm going to ask our our listeners on Instagram this week how beloved this movie is. Um, because it has problems. Yes. It has some problems. And it really shows how far we've come since 2007, I think. Because so much that happens in this movie would not happen in a movie made today. Just because of editing? Well, <laughs> it would be a shorter movie. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That, too. I mean, that there there are scenes that just go on and on and on. I also found that as we were watching it, any scene other than the one that they started with would have been a better opening scene for this movie than the one they chose. Yeah. Yeah. The sequencing is strange. It makes, there's, I can't, I'm trying to think if there really is like a good reason for it. Well, okay. So as, as they say in that clip that you played, Mm -hmm. like this is a town that goes all out for Halloween. Yeah. They apparently take it very seriously. They take it very seriously. Even though no one in the movie takes it seriously. Well, some, some do. And to their own demise, to everyone's demise. Um, so in the first little vignette where the the woman, Emma, blows out the jack-o'-lantern, even though Henry, I guess, her husband, <laughs> warns her that you shouldn't take down Halloween, um, Halloween decorations on the night of Halloween. That's a rule, and it is sacred and ancient, and don't do that, and she does it anyway. And then... Was it that or was it just don't blow out the candle and then he didn't want it. He said, I'll take down the decorations tomorrow. And she said, no, you won't. You'll sleep in. Oh, it's just don't blow out a jack-o'-lantern. Okay, that would make sense. Because Claudio Corvajo, he helped me realize that there is a pumpkin like intertwining thing here. Yes. I guess. But it's very It does exist. It's like, so, yeah, it doesn't really. Very little attention paid to the 10th of December lawn ornament ghostly Mm -hmm. beings or like all over that tiny front yard. Mm -hmm. It does seem weird the focus would be on the one jack-o'-lantern. This is an overall note I have for this movie. We're not rating this movie right now, so I'll just give notes. Mm. Um, (laughs) Is that the... It need this movie would benefit tremendously mm. from some scream style ground rules. Yeah, yeah. Well, that that's what I'm getting at is they they say their their town is so into it, and there are these ancient rules. Well, tell me what they are, so exactly. I know. Yeah, exactly. Like it's um just uh feels like there were a lot of threads that were picked up but never carried through. Mm-hmm. And as loosely woven as burlap, some might say. And then some that were just like so specifically like these stories are intertwined. Yes. You know, like- yeah. To an absurd degree where no one was asking for the dad from happiness to be served his comeuppance by the werewolf clan. Right. That could have just been someone else. I mean, right. I, yeah. Been a fun way to dispatch with a different serial killer. I would say that this movie would be a fun, like, kind of "Are You Afraid of the Dark" style thing, like for a younger audience. But mm-hmm. there were it was like all boobs all the time. Like every vignette was like a ma- like a major thing in it was boobs. And but then, were there actually boobs in it? Um. Yeah. When they when the werewolves like have oh, their right. ceremony. Yeah. Finally, yeah, yeah. but like. Leading up to that, it's just very like they're trying to be. It was totally so strange because in the first, um, like cold open when she dies after breaking the rules, mm-hmm. it switches the to the um to the credit or to the opening credits, and it's like a Marvel like comic book like fun rompy action thing, Ye- and then it tries to be a slasher movie, mm-hmm. and there's also like tortury bits. Yeah, and it's described as a horror comedy. And the writer, he also did Krampus, which is crazy. Well, which obviously, Krampus? there's so many. The our, one, the our one Krampus, we like. the okay. 2015 Krampus. Okay. And so we'll definitely be doing that this holiday season. Our Krampus. Our precious Kramp. But 
yeah, this does feel like uh, a bad movie. <laughs> if you haven't um, gathered that, but nonetheless, we will still talk about. It's super short. Just watch it. It's fine. You know. Yeah, I mean, door just don't. Um, I guess that's true. You could just listen to us chat about it for a yeah. bit. Yeah. Uh, I, I can't tell anyone to watch this movie. I would never recommend this movie to anyone. Yeah. The most famous person in it <laughs> is now the voice of McDonald's. So, uh, Brian Cox. Oh, I thought you were going to say Anna Paquin. No. Wait, Brian Cox is the voice of McDonald's? Yeah. He does the current ad campaign for McDonald's. Oh. It's crazy. I was kind of hoping you were going to say he's Ronald McDonald's voice now. He's just Ronald McDonald. They paint him up and everything. <laughs> they painted him just permanently. Oh, yeah. It's basically a tattoo. You can't. It would take a lot of yeah, elbow it's, well, grease it's like to the get this off of you. Make tattooed makeup, you know, like um, how you can get your, your eyeliner on. I'm Ronald McDonald. He just does that. <laughs> oh, he I see. He always says saying. his own name. Right. One um, of his favorite things. Brian Cox is famous. Um, I guess Anna Paquin's more famous. Well, it's very strange that she did this movie, uh, and that's all I could think about the whole time, mm-hmm. was because she is in this Red Riding Hood costume the whole time, and then she's a werewolf at the end, and it's just very, it's just so strange that right after this, she started True Blood. Yeah, and it was a little warm up. Yeah. <sighs> she had so much fun with this like half day on set that they- <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, sure. All right. I'll do. I'll do that series. Is it? <laughs> well, I thought she was really great in True. I only we only watched the first season of that show, and like, I think I think a lot of people had fun watching that show, and mm-hmm. it, you know, we just didn't want to yeah. continue. Mm-hmm. Just not our bag. But I, I respect a good True Bloody True Bloodian type show. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, yeah. You want those? We want the high concepts. Like, yeah. If you're gonna just do like a drama actiony kind of thing, throw some magic in there. Yeah, I want that. And like, throw if, some horror in. If it's soapy and cheesy and just like lots of sex scenes, fine. Like, great. Mm-hmm. You know. So, I just find it so strange that like she did this movie. Um, but yeah, so let's. Let's discuss. Here's a thought I had sure. while watching the movie. Because it's this little town and the kids are trick-or-treating and they keep running into their teachers. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wait, is this a movie about seeing your teachers in public or like out in real life, right? That that <laughs> whole That whole thing of like, you mm-hmm. know, that universal feeling of how strange that is they trick-or-treat at the principal's house they trick-or-treat at some other teacher's house and she's having some like raunchy halloween party and oh super right awkward yeah the kids witness an orgy yeah said yeah <laughs> it's so strange and anyway that as a concept would have been really fun to kind of like base a movie around but this didn't yeah. feel like that that they were doing that just like happened to be and it was like this opportunity to be like, Oh, they're so gross and like Yeah. It would have been a fun do. fun subtext to just not even like the point of like who's the one who's actually wearing a costume? But really like you mm-hmm. think of your teachers as they are that is what they are. Their their entire existence they basically live at the school. The idea of them like seeing them home on like the weekend in like cut off jean shorts i'm specifically thinking of someone else's story about seeing mm. our band teacher yeah larry hummison <laughs> like i can't remember what they're doing maybe fundraising or something but knocking on it or maybe i had to go like oh like shit i left my you know my saxophone at the thing had to mm-hmm. go pick up something from his house on a weekend and he came to the door in like you know, like cut off jean shorts and like a t-shirt and it was, and we laughed about it for months. I still remember it's just like, ah, it's fucking idiot. Like, <laughs> it's so sad. You know, I think about that oh, sometimes even just when I go like take the trash out and I'm like, I'm wearing certainly something grosser than whatever I'm sure he was wearing and just how like brutal kids are too. And just, it would have been, that would have been a really great 
setup for this if it was just like we're all the night we're all in costumes you're seeing these teachers revealed for who they are right would be a really fun yeah and if thread and then one of them is this psychopath that is a, a bumbling psychopath mm-hmm. the dad from happiness um that storyline bothered me so much because he's got so much going on yeah but that's the storyline that let's see the glutton charlie destroys many jack-o'-lanterns on the street and when he arrives at the house of the high school principal steven the boy discovers how much the disturbed man respects the dead and the traditions of halloween um sort of that's right there's another tradition <coughs> very important <coughs> Always check your candy. Oh, God. Oh, that's awful. Trick or... <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, my God. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> So, like, almost every step of the way with that character is, like, there's something wrong. There's just something, and not in a good way. It's like, mm-hmm. you know, with that scene, he he kills the fat kid because, you know, he likes to eat too much candy. And he was, like, smashing pumpkins. The world is a vampire. Uh, but... <laughs> He, you know, he's basically killed for being a fat kid. And then, and then he, like. He's kind of implied he's a dick. Like, he's a bad kid. Yeah. Like, he's the, and so it's more just like, oh, this kid is just, he's wearing the, like, this is my costume t-shirt. He's, yeah. yeah, Smashing pumpkin. Yeah. (laughs) And. Yeah. And so I. And then he like brings him in the house and then he's like, what do I do with this kid? And then he like already has a grave dug in the backyard. And then he's like. That's a great point. Other, like he shouldn't be flustered by it. It's like his fifth time doing it. Right. That there's day. other kids in the grave or people, but I assume they were all children. Yeah. And then he's like yelling at his kid from inside the grave, but it's not funny. It's, it could have like there are so many opportunities where this it just missed the mark. Yeah, and yeah, because he has this whole thing. Daddy, want to carve a pumpkin? Daddy, want to go to the parade? Daddy, I wish mommy was still alive. Which I actually like that little bit, but then yeah. what's weird is that, like, the kid is in on it. He's like his little protege. Yeah, it just didn't match up. There were just too many things like that. Like, they're just. It, Mm-hmm. it couldn't yeah it couldn't pick a lane it mm-hmm. was trying to be here's the other thing i thought these would have been based on the titles based on comics possibly even that the writer wrote they're not what it's just a movie what like i think they've since later made comics like many years later okay that oh, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I thought i was kept thinking the whole time like maybe this would all be so much better as a comic book mm-hmm. even though i don't know why that would be but i was like maybe it just lands better i don't know i mean yeah you could see it just being like a fun thing if it was like oh yeah for the last five years every halloween this guy writes a new halloween comic anthology thing yeah and so this is like bits of that and so maybe they were trying to cram storylines together to get these uh you know get all these ideas out there in you know 72 minutes or whatever yeah and it's just not yeah, it turns out it's not. This was all made with this in mind. Yeah. There are very few things in this movie, very little in each storyline that isn't predictable. You yeah. know, like it, you kind of see where it's all going. I mean, I didn't call the werewolf thing, but I was like, they're vampires. They're something, you know, yeah, like I, I don't vampires. should have put it together. But I think I was just thinking about True Blood. Well, it seemed like they were looking for their first kill like i associate that with vampires the vampires mm-hmm. you and the like and even the whole like first time thing like l- looking for virgins i don't know i just felt like there would be this like 
you have vampires and their familiars, like there'd be this whole thing of like, there's probably humans that want to be with them. They glamour them into sleeping with, you know, like, and maybe they're actually very like hideous creatures underneath again or whatever, but they chose not to do any of, I mean, they were that, I guess they were werewolves, but it just felt like the vampire mythology has a little bit more to like mine there for that specific thing. And it would have been, I thought it would have been cool too if like a vampire tries to like turn her, but she's already a vampire. And then that's, that's what I thought was happening. I thought that guy was actually yeah, a vampire. That's what I thought too. And I was like, oh, you're going to try to bite my neck. You don't know I'm actually a vampire and I'm just going to kill you. Like I did think that was what was yeah. happening there, but it was the teacher. It would have been cool if the vampire had tried to turn her and that, then she, you know, you see her turn into a, a werewolf right then. And like right. that that's a cool thing. Yeah, like what happens when a vampire bites a werewolf? Mm-hmm. I haven't read Twilight. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. That's really funny. I probably That's probably like a core thing. Yeah. In- I don't know. <laughs> May he always live in our hearts and on that's our podcast. Our one. <laughs> yeah. So... Um, yeah. Well, can we, before we get too far away from the principle here, I did want to, I, I think both with, actually with these first two scenes, right? With the, with the decorating the house and taking down the decorations, the girlfriend who hates Halloween and thinks it's a waste of time and all this stuff and wants to take down Halloween decorations on Halloween night at presumably like 930. I bet she did cocaine at that party because there's no way I would have the energy that's what I was thinking. Yeah. Like, why? What's the What's the problem with doing it the next day? Yeah, a little what crystal you, meth. Just like got to clean up now. <laughs> what, just a touch. What do you have? Like rules for putting up and taking down decorations in even in your mind? I don't because I don't think it's not something we necessarily verbalize. It doesn't get put on a calendar or something. Like, oh, you know, the Halloween decorations come down. Yeah. I think for Halloween, normally I would, it it wouldn't be like, a, yeah, a set date, but sometime in the beginning of October. It's kind of a new thing because um, I haven't had, we haven't had any decorations. Like we didn't ever really do anything before we started having Halloween parties for the kids. That's true. We didn't really decorate. I'm not, besides... Um, like Christmas and then Thanksgiving. I, I, I'm i not really a big holiday decorator. And I like to keep it kind of minimal anyway. Like I definitely go with the less is more mm-hmm. thing. So, but this year we did put up the Halloween decorations in September because we just needed something to live for. Um, so <laughs> we did that and it felt great. Uh, there are scented pine cones you can get. I got mine at Trader Joe's but they have them at Whole Foods as well and it is really nice to smell like a cinnamon mm-hmm. nutmeggy type thing yeah some places even have the little that same thing but in a little broom that's a nice one yeah and then you just smell it and you're like it's fall because at the time it was still very hot here super hot super smoky yeah and it's um cooled off which is nice it's <laughs> All of a sudden, like within a week, it's like a meat locker in our house uh, first thing in the morning. Yeah. It's just so crazy living in California is so strange with seasons um, because they definitely there definitely are seasons and the change is is quite fast. It's true. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, I don't think I have any rules for Halloween per se, but I do... I'm always looking at the Halloween houses that go all out and thinking next year I'm going to do it. What would you do? Well, like have a like graveyard in our Mm. yard or like, because we live on the corner and it would be so fun to like put cobwebs all over the hedges and like do something. the real cobwebs that are (laughs) I know. Yeah, there are. It is Uh, spider season, for instance. That's the season we're in right now. Yeah. I mean, it's been spider season all year. Spiders yeah. are busy. They're thriving. 
during COVID. Yeah. Well, because yeah, whatever. It's the uh, mosquitoes. And so, and when would you take all that stuff down? When does it have to go? Uh, I would take it down, but like the week after, probably the weekend after. Sure. The next weekend. The next weekend. Okay. Because soon after that, and you don't want it to linger. <laughs> Do you have to? Do you have to? Let it linger. <laughs> and, and you got to put up those Christmas decorations soon enough. But we would always, we would always um, have Thanksgiving here for like five years in a row. We hosted the big Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we would have our like decorations for that. Uh, yeah. And those, and some of those aren't, there's crossover there, right? There's like there's some fall crossover. stuff. Even some of the pumpkins can stay. It's just mm-hmm. like skeletons and spooky stuff need to go. Yep. They have to. And that's good. Yeah. Yeah. And then for Christmas, I really am of the the camp of you do not put up stuff before thanksgiving 100 percent. i don't understand people who do they're fucked up yeah what are you a walgreens you don't need to do it just like keep it away (laughs) do you have any rules that i haven't covered i guess when i would i do think about keeping stuff up after christmas and i'm a big 12 days of christmas per i think mm. christmas decorations decorations can stay up until about a week or so into the new year you love that epiphany i do i'm all about it let those three kings arrive you know what i mean yep i do um yeah and then you know the the dad from happiness mm-hmm. that is his given name yeah, it's crazy that he got that part. <laughs> he does bring up a good point about checking candy. He does. Yeah. Always check your candy. I did make a short version of it. <laughs> <laughs> good for you. Thank you. Um, You're all welcome. You know, even if you are not trick-or-treating this year, you're probably going to get some some treats from someone you don't know (laughs) that's true and that's just my my reading for you as a psychic you will get treats from someone you don't know coming for you Uh, (laughs) and you got to check them what do you do what are you checking for okay here's what you do you dump out your container whatever you get there's a anything from a pillowcase to a plastic pumpkin plastic pumpkin anything in between you dump it out on the kitchen table here's what you're looking for anything homemade in the trash anything in any any loose candy in the trash um you know what i'm talking about yeah yeah the yeah. loose skittle you can't have it oh yeah no, even no, if no. you caught it with your own teeth in a cool <laughs> bath of water in our front yard you throw it out your prize is one <laughs> and um then you're looking for any like damaged um packaging and then if you're me and your kids are young you're throwing out garbage candy let me tell you what those are airheads hit me twizzlers Mm. starburst i know we're gonna clash heads here but the children don't need that skittles they don't starburst skittles twizzlers airheads any of that BS that is anywhere even remotely Smarties. Rolling. Oh, Jesus Christ. Smarties are in the trash. Smarties never even came in the house. They they were... Slapped them out of their <laughs> hands while they were reaching into a bucket somewhere. Anything sour. They... So you're, you're just completely against fruit candy to this degree. <laughs> you notice every single one of those. I See, the thing I would oh. knock out first would be those gross black and orange wax paper like peanut chews. Yeah, all that stuff. Anything. That's trash. Twizzlers, Skittles, keeping them. No. Starburst, Airheads, ch- eating them for the children. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not give. I am not introducing Skittles. They will not come from my hand. They can get them when they're older and be like, Mom, I friggin' love these Skittles. I ate probably a metric ton of that shit when I was a kid, mm-hmm. but I'm, it's not coming from me. That's fair. I, um, 
I'm also going to throw away Whoppers. I'm going to throw wow. out. I'm going to throw out. I mean, I don't like Whoppers personally, but I like a malted thing, just not a Whopper. I just feel like you're wasting your time. You're wasting your good Halloween time. You know. I'm also going to take. <laughs> I'm going to take. It's a very narrow definition of what your Halloween time is. <laughs> I'm going to take about half of a plain Hershey chocolate. Uh, uh, treasure trove. I'm gonna throw it in the trash. Yep, they're gross. Yeah, I'm gonna. You can have some, but not all. You know, here's what's always gonna stay. Any kind of M and M. Okay. M and Ms are sacred, and they are our birthright as Americans. It's in the Constitution. Look it up, Amy Coney Barrett. Fuck you. <laughs> Oh, look at this baby. She don't know what's going on. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, I have to laugh or else we cry. It's all we got. M&M's, Reese's, any kind of Reese's situation. Oh, yeah. The entire Reese's family of products. Always going to stay. Kings and queens of Halloween. Welcome in our house. A good bar, whatever that is. That's great. It's A we- Mr. Good Bar? Yeah, it's so weird. I don't know. I just- it's just... Just, just got peanuts and milk chocolate. That's it. I know, but you would never ever buy one. So no, you I don't only... know if you could buy one. <laughs> you only eat them on Halloween. Okay. A crackle. I have a full size crackle. <laughs> yeah. Any crispy thing like that. Um, gummy bears can stay. Not my jam, but no. they but they like it, and I I see them as harmless and rather cute. Yeah, nice gateway to Starburst later on. Yeah, that's fine. Fine. Um, lollipops can stay as long as they're not like giant, you know, whatever those. Like they should be able to fit. Like in... a cartoon lollipop, like a well, little no. Dutch boy outfit. Yeah. Like, you know. <laughs> those, no. But there's, um, I don't know what they are. They're, they're just like the, they look like a silver dollar size. Oh, yeah. But they're, they're like penny candy though. It's just like. You. No, no, that that's fine. If it, it just needs to be able to, like, the kid should be able to to put it in their mouth and not have it be jammed. Do you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I yeah, don't... we're not well, we're not going to give them a, a pumpkin sized mm. uh, lollipop. Yeah, exactly. Jamming. <laughs> yeah, I know. I was trying to phrase that in a way that wasn't going to sound heinous. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, uh, what else is staying? What else is staying? What about mounds, almond joys? Tell me. Yeah. Milk duds. No, absolutely not. Can I have them? <laughs> I guess so. Mm. I'm the one who's gonna have to be taking you to your get your dentures. Driving. I'll drive myself. <laughs> I'll drive myself. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> My dentist appointment. Um Yeah, I don't think that they really need well they're just not the level I think of being able to handle milk done. I don't. Yeah, they're Those too are, chewy. They're, yeah, they're too chewy. They're too intense. They don't even have um, molars. These kids. listeners, let us know what we've forgotten. I will judge the candy. Oh, all the candy that's staying is the uh, is the rest of the the Snickers fortune. The yes. Snickers, yes. even a Three Musketeers, you can keep. You can certainly keep a Milky Way Special Dark. You can keep. Yeah, all that stuff is fine, but I think. In general, while I have control, yeah, Kit Kat, yes. While I have control of the the Halloween candy, as uh-huh. in, I could throw away half of it and they're not going to notice. I'm doing exactly that, and I think yeah, most. I think like eighty percent of it, they'd have no idea if they got if they got ten pieces of candy in ten days, their minds would be blown. I know, and yeah, it would be. They would be. They so, will be, and I look forward to it. I know. I really like. Um, we have we have packed this week full of fall fun. Mm-hmm. We went to the pumpkin patch over the weekend, got our pumpkins, and by that I mean the parking lot pumpkin patch. Yeah, <laughs> with masks on, and we were there for five minutes, but we took some fun photos. <laughs> That's right. We're gonna. I made a pumpkin pie today. Ate I'm, that shit. 
ate it, <laughs> ate the entire thing because it's fall. In one God sitting while after the kids went to bed. <laughs> All crying about uh, Supreme Court. And then what we're doing a drive through pumpkin thing, Night of the Jack uh, mm-hmm. tomorrow. We got pumpkin carving. We got, we'll go to Desconso for their, you know, pumpkin house. We're just packing it because, you know, it stinks that they can't trick or treat. That's right. Pack Halloween. Like we're going to pack the courts. Listen, there's <laughs> one. Yeah, I guess the only. Oh, the, we're, and I think we said this last time, but we're going to do a little flashlight treat hunt. So kind of like an evil Easter egg hunt. Yes. At night doing that. So we've got these little plastic pumpkins and stuff. Going to put some treats in those. Little we'll glow find sticks. Them. Glow sticks. It. Exactly. And yeah. then uh, we're going to do it's like a little uh, fire pit hanging out and go to bed. It's going to be great. Yep. But yeah, you just got to, you got to make it special this year. You got to try to go above and beyond in the ways that you can because it it's hard. Yeah. Our friend group here in Los Angeles, their, their kiddos are just at that prime fun age for Halloween. It's just starting to be, you know, like proud mm-hmm. of their costumes and like, you know, really knowing what the holiday is and i yeah i'm sad that we can't have a party same i guess we could other people in our neighborhood do but we won't that's right stop the spread everybody hey (laughs) woo (laughs) yeah um it's i don't know what else to say about that i back to the trick or treat did you have any like Urban legends like the school bus story, which was the best part of this, right? I mean, I think that 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 particular story, I think, was the best of the bunch. I think so, too. Yeah. And there was a little bit of unpredictability with it. Again, I don't think that that story would happen now because of the, like, use of the mentally ill in it at least i oh, hope, yeah. I hope and- it wouldn't happen but i did like how there was this i mean they even call Rhonda an idiot savant it's like yeah oh, yeah yeah there's no reason at all for her to be anything other than just like a, a, a character a, with a personality yeah and like or just like yeah it's another kid from your school we can fill in the rest of the gaps we don't need to know that you think of her as an idiot savant or right the r word jesus right so I what I really liked about that vignette was that after they play the trick on her that then they go down to this quarry and they pretend to be the the kids who died in the bus and she's crying and her glasses have been broken and she can't see and and the cool guy Schrader like comforts her while mm-hmm. the other kids are like trying to leave and I really liked how at the end Rhonda had the key to get back up the elevator from the quarry and she left all of them down there with the real monsters. Yeah. And she didn't save Schrader. That made me really happy. Agreed. Because of this kind of movie, it absolutely, I was expecting her to because he had like shown her kindness for right, a moment. Right. Yeah. The mercy of, uh, yeah, that was great. Completely unnecessary that her, her glasses broke. That didn't come into play for even a half a second. I know. And as someone who has fairly bad eyesight, but definitely better than hers, Mm -hmm. I still would have been completely fucked if my glasses or contacts were not in my eyeballs. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, It would have been cool if it was like, I can't tell one from the other. Yeah. So I... You know, if she even had to make a decision right. of like, well, I can't let any of you in here because I can't tell who's the real monster from this bus crash and who is right. the real monster, the assholes from school. Yeah. You have you have some great ideas, Josh. We have great ideas to make this better. Mm, you said it, not me. <laughs> uh, so are you saying I could co-write Trick or Treat 2? Well... It's on the table. It's been announced. I think possibly even several years ago. It's hard to say where it's at in the real yeah. production world. Yeah, that's that's the thing about those kind of movies. 
It could be ours, Josh. It could be ours. Oh, we could do it. Do you want to throw me a sequel pitch? Is this too soon? Well, I mean, you're you're the one just leading the pack here of the pack of werewolves. Um, so I am excited to hear your sequel pitch, but I just feel like either it's the same premise of a of a town that really does it up for Halloween, and there's actual rules being broken, and it's just better. Mm. You know, it's just a remake that's better, or you uh what's your idea i don't know that i have one i thought you'd have a really fun one i just figured you you would have that <laughs> chambered um i i think you could do something that isn't quite an origin was it sam what's the name of like the thing they wanted to make one of those like funko pop toys out of so they put it in this movie well, yeah, I I keep wanting to call him Pumpkinhead, but that would not be correct. Incorrect. Whatever that burlap sack kit. Sack yeah. Kit? yeah, yeah. For some reason, I think it's called Sam, but, you know, again, it's in every scene. It's unclear what the point is other than merchandising. But I also like the idea of keeping this an anthology series and interwoven stories, but I think it would be kind of cool because I don't, I don't think it's quite human or monster, but it's like this, you know, it's a spirit of Halloween kind of thing. And mm-hmm. I think it would be fun if you see sort of each story kind of contributing to its growth. Like mm-hmm. it gets bigger or more powerful as each of these, like, as it kind of like a series of mm-hmm. unfortunate events happens as like a series of like bad Halloween. I would want the rules. I would. You could introduce them now and say, like, yeah, you don't blow out jack o' lanterns. Has to be the number one rule. Mm -hmm. Or smash them. Fight club. Yeah. Um. You always check your candy. I mean, it could be stuff like that. But I think it would be fun if maybe even you do take try to take like a like a one line. Here's what you do or don't do moral from each of the stories in the original one and add like five more and those are all the things you can't do and that like Mm. if when you get there sam appears and that's how that's how he comes into being but like this would be the first five kind Mm. of thing Mm -hmm. uh it's you know yeah a lot of fun sorry wow um hard to believe no no no. go on um so the first story would be about (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, to answer your question, we didn't have an urban legend that I know of in the same way of the bus. Our town was too big for that. You know, like, I think you grew up in like more of a small town mm-hmm. than I did. But there is a situation that's true that I actually like wrote a screenplay about in college. <laughs> Because it's kind of nuts to me. Okay, so in Delaware, where I grew up, in the 70s, there was um, a serial killer named um, Stephen Pinnell, and he, he was known as the Route 40 killer, or the Corridor Killer. That's what I knew him as. That's a way better name. Yeah. I'm, I think that was like- Route 40 Killer. Yeah. I mean, it's very Delaware. But um, I- The 202 Slayer. <laughs> I think that um, I the, think that's what some people did call him. But anyway, the Kirkwood Highway Madman. <laughs> so he basically just picked up prostitutes along Route 40 and mm-hmm. killed them. Sex workers. Raped, raped them. Sex workers. Sorry. <laughs> Jeez, always. Um, and so he did that. But anyway, he went to my high school. When he was in high school, okay, not like <laughs> he went to my high school. That's how they pre- caught him. Pre- he was <laughs> posing as a high school student yeah. when you like were in never high been kissed, but it was like never been killed. Yeah, it's a whole thing. Um, <laughs> um, That's a good idea. When he when he went to high school, he went to my high school, St. Mark's, and then grew up to be the the corridor killer. Um, oh, yeah, oh no. And he was in the same class as one of my teachers, 
who had also gone to school there and like I think they were friends and anyway his case uh when he went to trial reinstated the death penalty in Delaware because it was so fucked up wow in high school I was like obsessed with being anti-death penalty I was obsessed like it was I mean I was an amnesty and all that stuff but I was very fascinated by this story so I like wrote a whole thing about like his ghost and like haunting the school and it was it was a fun screenplay but when I found that out it was uh, like a creepy it's tr- it's all true and I'm not into serial killers I'm not yeah I'm 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 not not into them but I know that right now like with my favorite murder and like that's like a whole all thing all the true crime all the true crime and again respect I totally get it if you can handle it. I'm just more of like a supernatural kind of mm-hmm. gal. It the real stuff really really terrifies me in a, in an unpleasant way. But this did grab my attention in high school. That's about as close as I get to an urban legend. What about you? Uh yeah, I don't think we didn't really have anything specific to my town, but we did have quarries and I think that that Yes. It was a I mean it's a huge industry in like the 1800s mm. in my town of East Longmeadow, Massachusetts. Mm. I mean these things were all filled with water like yeah. to the ground level, you know. So but many of them were like hundreds of feet deep and so it was always mm. it was just like the the big warning of just like you don't swim in those. You really don't go near them because you have no idea. You can't see what's under the water. Oh, you can't possibly, you know. And so like that was always, I think, fodder for that kind of stuff. I thought that was a cool setting in this for that reason. Yeah, it didn't. It wouldn't have looked anything like this because they had there was like it looked like it was like an active rock quarry because right. there was like this. You go down and then there was sort of like a lake where presumably over decades it had filled in yeah. with water, but. Yeah, it was a thing you were just you would just be genuinely terrified of as a kid <laughs> to yeah. to like to go in there and like when I would hear about other other kids who had gone like in other areas who would go like yeah we swim in our quarry I'd just be like that's insane like you could just get caught under like an, a rock outcropping if you jumped in you wouldn't even know you wouldn't be able to see it anyway oh, I'm God. sure it would probably been fine but no other I than the fact that yeah. it's also like you know standing water it's not like oh god a pond fed by a stream or something it's just rainwater that's collected over years it's be like it seems like it'd be disgusting one of the scariest nights of my life was swimming uh, night swimming in a rock quarry in massachusetts and jumping in from way too high and i really didn't like it and i night got out swimming deserves a scary night <laughs> uh it's just not my bag to do anything like that. So you can and just yeah. I, you would have done great with this with these threats of quarry fear as a child. Oh yeah. I would have heeded them. Mm-hmm. I would have heeded those warnings. Um so, Josh. Yeah. Should we rate the movie? Let's rate it. Well, how many dismembered hands that walk on their own back to a body do you give this movie out of five i'll give it i feel weird giving it one let's give it one there's only one hand left that walked back to the body one hand out of five hands that walk back to the body yeah it just felt i was i like that it was short one star for that (laughs) (laughs) What about that's, you? I don't know if that's a positive thing when you're like, it, wasn't. It, it ended quickly. Yeah, so. it wasn't scary at all. So that was also, that's the other half a star. So half a star for short, half a star for like, I wasn't scared. <laughs> <laughs> How about you? How many creepy crawly hands walking backwards towards the body do you give this out of five? I think I have to agree with you, Josh, because I don't, like I said, I cannot recommend this movie to anybody. Mm-hmm. And, and and it's not that I'm mad, I'm just disappointed because there's there were so many good bones here. There are a lot of good bones, but not a lot of meat on those bones, you know? Like yeah. there's, there, the, the setups could have been great and it just fell so 
short. It really did. It just mm-hmm. each one. And then to end it with Brian Cox, voice of McDonald's, in the longest dumbest scene unrelated from anything anything and it was just so bad it wasn't gross because we had just watched dead alive with uh our pals over in the kill streak podcast which if you haven't seen or heard you should go check that out we did a commentary watch along episode yeah and it was very very fun to watch dead alive again we love that movie and i hadn't seen it in a couple of years and it just really it was so pleasing because it's so yeah. gross. And like there there are great themes in that movie. And even though we couldn't do it for the podcast fully, I almost want to do like a short episode just for like the baby scene. Yeah, definitely. You know? I mean, and the mother-son relationship. There is something to be said for That's that. True. I think eventually we will get around to some of those kinds of things on this show. That's true. It, it's yeah, it's so fun. Like, yeah, because this movie had no like appealing gore. Exactly. It It wasn't gross. And I didn't care about that, about Brian Cox. Yeah. I just wanted him to die. Right. Like it was a cool twist that he's the bus driver, but also weird that like the Sam character, if that's what it's even called, seeks its revenge on him. But then also the kids are there. Oh, yeah. It was very weird. Um, It seemed like this movie needed like three more drafts just needed like yeah just fleshing some stuff out and it would have been way better yep truly would have been um let's rate the kids in this movie Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um so not a lot of them uh but they are here how many um like VHS cassettes labeled nature special would you <laughs> give the kids in this movie out of 5 oh. um now you'll notice that we did not do a where are they now even though you would you would think if you've seen this movie you would think that the kids especially like the quarry even yet that they have been in a lot of stuff because i thought that the kids were those kids were pretty great i'll get to my rating in a second but they all seem to like still be acting but like in really kind of b movies and like nothing big so that was weird the ben kid what was his name spencer who's the schrader schrader he seems like a like a high school musical kid or something yeah totally Very, very like but not no he's not yeah so um I thought those kids were great. I think they stick out as like being the kids. The kid mm-hmm. who is dad from happiness's son was mm-hmm. was good too actually. So yeah, I don't I didn't have a problem with them. I think I'm going to give them a f- I'm going to give them four VHS labeled whatever you said. Nature special. Yeah, cuz uh I really had no problem with them. It wasn't their fault. That's true. It wasn't their fault. Um, I'm going to give it two though, because I don't think that any of them really, it's not their fault. They did what, what were they supposed to do? They can't make it a different movie. Um, they can't, but they could really step it up. (laughs) How? I don't know. I don't know. I wasn't, I, I like Charlie in it actually, probably the most as like the little shitty, I'm just thinking of all the like. They're not up there with the greats. They're not truly the worst. How could they be? See, I think because they did such a great job, I'm giving them a higher rating because they weren't as shitty as this movie. But I, you didn't That's do, fine. Do I'm going to still stick with two. Wow. You judge our, ki- our own children this harshly. Yeah. <laughs> After I hear your rating, I'll cut it in half. <laughs> That's what I'll do. <sighs> Man. Wow. Yeah. Well, I, I did want to see this movie. It was one of those movies that always intrigued me. Totally. Now I know. Yeah. I. It's It's a tough, it's from a tough era of horror. There's no, there's no nostalgia in this period. 
And I'm going to have to get back to you on that. I think that's a really big statement to me. And I, I'm not sure if it's true. We'll have to see. But it's so feels so late. And I think we should just talk about one more thing. Ooh. Which is scary good stuff that we have for you. Sure. Let's talk about it. Um, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Um, well, the spooky book that we have been enjoying reading to the kids. Mm-hmm. You know, actually, I want to talk about two. Okay. I want to talk about two spooky books that are great for young kids. They're not actually that spooky. They're just Halloween tales. They're not spooky at all. Um, but they are very fun. The first one is Room on the Broom. Love it. By the authors who gave you Gruffalo and Gruffalo's Child. Oh, that's right. Classics. Julia Donaldson and Axel Scheffler. Mm, a dynamic duo. <laughs> they know how to write a good book. They do. Yeah, they're or they they have editors that just like whip them into shape. No, they're awesome. Well, if so, it's a creative team you want to keep around. This mm-hmm. is it's they're the best. Yeah. Well, I always picture like I always think of like a character in Elf, like the mm-hmm. the people who are like at the top, but really like they're just. <laughs> like a machine and they're like an algorithm yeah the, you know? they're the um andy richter and yeah. kyle gas of yeah the children's book world in or real really life. they're more like um are they brought in to be like the fixers like they're the uh, guy yeah oh um who no. plays his dad you know you're talking about Oh god, I can't think of his name. Peter Dinklage? <laughs> yeah. Julia Donaldson's the Peter Dinklage of Like well mm-hmm. that's my, that's like the my nightmare would be like they're not actually great writers and great people. They're they're just like so far at the top that they just like steal other people's ideas and make them, you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, they come or they just have like the bag of tricks. They could just be like, "Oh, you need a book too?" Okay, well, here's what it's going to be. <laughs> yeah. It's an anthropomorphic pencil, and yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> um, it's possible. I yeah, I don't think so. They're really great, and it's just a great book to do voices to. And uh, there's an, a, an animated little show yeah. that goes with it. I think it's on Amazon Prime. Kids really loved it. They were really they were really into it, and we actually didn't watch it with them. But they told us about it afterwards, yeah. which is like kind of great. As we've talked about before, they're pretty like yellow-bellied children. <laughs> wow, two out of five. Uh huh. Absolutely, and so that's a one out of five from me. Um, I was the, telling them your score. You oh, don't get to then oh, further okay. cut it in half. Um, I mean, you can. Well, but yeah, they they liked it a lot. They watched the whole thing and they noticed what was like different about it from the book, and so they're telling us like that the dragon looks a little different and cute. Yeah. Just like some other little details that flesh it out into a half hour long little thing, but it's yeah. cute. It's like kind of claymation looking and everything. The other book I wanted to bring yeah. up is the pokey little puppy in the pumpkin patch. Yes. And the pokey little puppy original is very dated and very strange. I like it. And it's not, you do? It well, it's not totally offensive. It's not something I'm going to throw out. But every time I read it, I'm like, uh, why do we like this? This What is the message of yeah, there's, Little Puppy? Right. There's no message that I agree with, whatever it is. Uh-huh. I don't like, like, I just don't like that. But there are parts of it that are really fun. Like when he's discovering the animals and like roly poly, pell mell, bumble, bumble, whatever. But the pumpkin patch one is what you want the yes. that book to be and it's not about shame and punishment and no food and no dessert and to bed and yada yada and signs passive aggressive freaking signs put up for puppies who can't read makes no sense mm-hmm. all that is taken away it's just five little puppies at a pumpkin patch and one of them is pokey and there are also four others and and one of them is pokey and discovers things. And they just have a fun time on Hayride and picking out pumpkins and eating pumpkin pie. They still have a weird dessert for a puppy. Don't worry. And they still say roly-poly pell-mell. Holy shit. Dogs would love pumpkin pie. I've... 
Lots of people don't, actually. I was going to say who doesn't, but that's fine. More for me. Um, but yeah, I, I really recommend that book. And I don't know if it's like a, a thing. I don't know how it found its way into our... Oh, my mom gave it mm-hmm. to us. Yeah. But yeah, those two books are great, especially if you have really littles who don't really like scary stuff. Yep. And then... The other one is a random thing. It's just a game for the tablet that we got for Woo to play during nap time while we work. And it is called Think Rolls Space. It's a series. They're little puzzle games where you have different kind of creatures who have to like find a little key and make their way to a door. And the space one is on different planets. There's all different aliens. And so like they each do, they have different functions and... But they're all, all on like one screen at a time. It's really easy to restart. It's not stressful, but they get progressively more challenging. And it's just a really it's a it's a fun thing he can do by himself that's actually like challenging and fun for him and isn't like a spelling game. So uh really like it. And I think it was three bucks. Hmm. Worth every yeah. penny. And there's yeah, there's no in-app purchases. There's no they're not asking you to upgrade, but like yeah. you get all the little like points and stuff you get in the game you can use to unlock new aliens mm. to go on your adventure and you can choose a different one every time it's really fun so good music is pleasant as hell too um <laughs> yeah especially if it needs to be something that you're distracting the kids with while you work and you don't feel like putting headphones on your kid because i don't want to yeah 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 no it's, i'd rather kind of hear just in case he does like somehow get into something yeah <laughs> you're just like oh, I'd rather at least know that you're doing the thing you set out to do um Well, Josh, all I've ever wanted to say to you is don't be a creep. Get in touch. Please email us at mummyxdaddy at gmail.com. We are on Twitter and Facebook at mummyxdaddy. Instagram, mummyxdaddypod. That's where we do our best work. Voicemail, 818-839-1991. What a year. Or you can visit us on the internet for show notes and more at mummyxdaddy.com. If you like what you hear, please leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. Hey, tell a friend and also go vote. Mm. We only have a few days left. Our theme music is by Kyle Andrews. Our logo was designed by Dara Weinberg. Maggie Spaulding is the house with the best Halloween decorations that you drive to go see. And king size candy bars for the kids. Bye.